0: Father in the name of Jesus we want to thank you for this great day you've given us oh Father we want to thank you Father for the great word we are going to hear thank you for your special love I ask you today Lord that your love may call every one of us may you speak to us show us the way May you empower us for your greatness, Lord. We want to serve you powerfully. We ask you to come, Lord, and continue to minister to our souls, to our minds. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And we all shouted a big amen. Amen. I am going to be very, very brief because I know we live in different, different worlds. And I will share the word of God very, very briefly. If you have somewhere to write, it'll be very good. I'm going to use a few minutes and then we shall pray. If you came here when you are sick, I want to assure you that God is going to heal you. Hallelujah. Your sickness is staying in the name of Jesus, it's going to disappear completely. It will not even stay here, it will disappear completely. Because God is always Interested in healing his people. Amen. Whenever we come in the house of God, that is like we've come today, God's intention, God's heart is always to heal us. He wants to set us free, and He always set us free in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You know what I'm going to share with you is very, very important, <laughs> and it will help you the rest of your life. I have been in church for 28 years. And there are certain things I've seen. And I've been in leadership for 25 years. And a few things I have learned. And what I'm going to share with you is going to help you. You know, there are things in the world. There are things that have been there for so long but they still carry the same effect. They are still effective. There are things that have been, I've stayed there for years and years. You know, sometimes young people come and tell me, "Ah, Pastor Jonah, what you are talking about is very, very, very different. Your Bible is a very, very old book. Some young people tell me this. You are talking of old, old stories. Of Moses. (laughs) And I tell them, young people, you don't know what you're talking about. They always tell me, you are of the BBC generation. (laughs) I ask them, what do you mean by BBC? They tell me, born before computer. (laughs) (laughs) So, So I look at them and tell them young people, there are things that have been there for years, and years and years but they are still effective and i show them the sun the sun always gives us sunshine but it has been there for so many years some people of different teachings which i don't so much believe in they say that the church, the sun has been there for over billions and billions of years is still carrying the same power it carried a long time ago. I believe the sun has been there for about 6,018 years. That is my belief. But it is still effective. Hallelujah. It is still helpful. People need it. It is too old. The sun is older than anyone here. But we still need it. Every day we come out, we want to stand in the sunshine. Some people also tell us that even, even standing in sunshine, you get certain vitamins. <laughs> it is still affecting That is the same thing. What I'm going to share with you is a very, very old weapon that will help you to overcome. I want to talk about three important weapons that are very powerful eh, and that are going to help you to overcome, Hallelujah. to win the devil. You know, when you look at life, every one of us wants to overcome in one way or the other. We want to see victory in our marriage. We want to see victory in our finances. We want to see victory in our education. We want to see victory in our families. We want to see our children go up, overcome the enemy. So in some way or the other, we want to overcome. Life is all about overcoming. (laughs) So in that way, I am going to give you very, very simple old weapons that helps believers to overcome. Unfortunately today, the body of Jesus Christ is no longer talking about the importance of these weapons. Many churches have forgotten about them. But these weapons are powerful. If you embrace them, if you apply them, these weapons are going to help you to overcome day by day, to overcome the enemy, to have a bright future, to have a happy home, a happy marriage, a happy family. These weapons will help you at your place of work to, to, you know, to, to succeed in business. who and be in the book of Revelation, chapter 12 and look at these old, old weapons, which, Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 12, if you have a Bible, go there with me. If you don't have a Bible, I know you have somewhere to write. Very important for a believer to have a Holy Bible in your hands. You might be having a phone, very good, but also add on a a Bible, because I've come to realize that this phone is not a Holy phone. (laughs) it's a phone you can have a Bible but you need to have a holy Bible with you very important as you carry the iPhone or the whatever phone the Samsung phone the smartphone this is a smartphone but not a holy phone (laughs) Tell you to carry a holy Bible tell your neighbor you need a holy Bible (laughs) Revelation chapter 12 Verse 11. (laughs) And they overcame him. This is Jesus saying. This is the word of God. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. We put number one. That helps believers to overcome. It is the blood of the lamb. They overcame him by the blood. Hallelujah. Now, the blood is very, very important in Christian life. When we talk about the blood of Jesus, there are so many things that can happen when you understand the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes away our sins. When you apply the blood. Whenever you apply this weapon, you always run away from sin. You desire to live a good, holy life. You forsake your old nature. You stop what you are doing in the past. Why? Because you understand that the blood washes away our sins. The blood of Jesus can cleanse you, can wash away all your sins. When you believe, you know when Jesus died on the cross, he died for you and me. He died to change, to change us, to make us a new people. That is why we come in a church. When we come in a church, we change. Amen. Christian love is all about changing. Jesus said, come as you are. Come as you are. But when you come in a church, Jesus not say that after you come as you are, you stay as you are. When you come in a church, you change. Christianity is all about changing. Before I came to the church, I was smoking weed. Went eight years ago, I was smoking weed. I was even passing petrol. Ah. I was even smoking. Ah. Yeah. I was even drinking. I was fighting every day. Bad things around me. I was worshipping evil spirits. When I came and I applied the blood of Jesus in my life, it means I had to make a U turn, about time. I was walking like this and I repented. The blood of Jesus washed me. Now I walk like this. That is why when you apply the blood. The blood of Jesus will wash away your sins. And every day of our lives, I don't know what we are struggling with. Sometimes you can come to Christ and you become born again and you struggle with certain things. But when you call upon the blood, when you apply the blood in your life, the blood will change you. The blood will cleanse you the blood will wash away your sins uh, when you confess your sins the blood will wash away your sins there is no sin in this world that the blood of jesus cannot wash away there is no sin that the blood of jesus cannot wash away you only need to apply it in africa we have a lot of water and there is soap. And if you don't even use soap, you can use popo, popo leaves to wash your clothes. But we have a lot of dirty, dirty people. Why? Because they don't want to apply soap and water over their clothes so that they become clean. Something in the blood of Jesus is always ready. Number two. Another fact about the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has power. Amen. Amen. That's good. There is power in the blood of Jesus. I tell you, when you call upon the blood of Jesus, power comes down. Even today after this service, as we are in this service, after my sermon, we are going to call upon the power of the blood. And you see it, when this power comes, sickness goes. Because the blood of Jesus heals. There is power to heal in the blood of Jesus. That is a fact. Hey, there is a woman in my church. Her name is called Jen. Jen Got a virus. Her husband is a Muslim, has so many wives. So this lady gets HIV virus. And you know, HIV has no cure. I don't know if you found it now, but in Africa, HIV has no cure. People are still dying. It causes AIDS and all that suffering. So this woman was worried. Every day she was crying and one day she came in the service. I was talking about the power of the blood. And I said, God can inject the blood of Jesus in your blood. You know injections? He can inject the blood of Jesus in your blood. Amen. And he said, how can that happen? Maybe it was, she was thinking physical. Like as I was preaching in the Maasai land in a place called Narusola, I talked about the blood of Jesus in the crusade. And this Maasai man, after my preaching, he was very excited. He came with a big jar. <laughs> <laughs> and he told me, Muchungati, which means pastor, Muchungati, I want that blood. Pour it in this jar. I told him the blood of Jesus is not seen with physical eyes. It is not tangible. It is spiritual. But it works. Amen. It works. It works. So I told them God can inject the blood of Jesus in your blood. And this woman said Only that, she lifted up her hands and said, God, I have HIV, but please inject your blood in my blood. So we prayed for people. After two weeks, she went to do what she could not do before. She went to the doctors and said, Doctor, I'm here to check my blood again. The doctor checked and said, you are negative. You don't have HIV. HIV is (laughs) gone. The blood of Jesus has power. That is why the devil is hiding it from the judge. People no longer want to talk about the power in the blood of Jesus. So, after after the doctor told her, come back one month. Doctors always need facts. After one month, she goes back. No virus. The doctor says, come back after three months. <laughs> she goes, after three months, she goes back. Negative. No virus. The doctor says, Come back after six months. Doctors like proof. I struggle with the people that have done medicine. That are nursing doctors in my church. I'm struggling with them. So, I told her. she, After six months, she goes back. The doctor says, come after one year now. (laughs) After one year, she goes back. They check her blood. There is no virus. The doctor says, come back after three years. (laughs) She comes to me and says, pastor, the doctor is telling me to go back after three years. I told her, forget about that doctor. (laughs) The blood of Jesus is already injected in your blood. Even today, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you. Maybe you have back pain. Maybe you have eye problem. Maybe you have cancer. I don't care what the doctors have told you. Today, Jesus is going to inject his blood in your blood. Amen. That's good. That sickness is going to disappear in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you believe it, shout Amen. 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 So the blood of jesus has power the blood of jesus draws us near to god ephesians says long ago you were far away from god but the blood of jesus through christ brought you near to god we, we can inherit promises. We can overcome because of the blood of Jesus. Weapon number two. Weapon number one is the blood of Jesus. Overcoming weapons. And weapon number two says, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by, by the word of their testimony. Weapon number two for every believer, if you want to overcome the enemy, is to share the gospel. To share, to to share what you believe, to use what you have to share the gospel, to use every possible means to witness and tell people about Christ. We are in a kingdom. We are called to serve, we are called to do something in the kingdom. No one God, God has not called anyone to just sit on a chair of the church, break one chair and sit on another one. God has called you always to bring new people to preach to somebody. You are God's ambassador. You are God's representative. You are the representative of Jesus in this world. If you don't share the gospel, no one will share it. Australia, God has put you here in Brisbane, in Brisbane, in this town, that you share the gospel with people. No matter. I tell you, you don't preach the gospel because it is convenient to them. You don't preach to them because they want you to to listen to you. They want to listen to you. I tell you, always people will hate that gospel. In Africa, in Uganda, my community is predominantly Muslim. You go to them with a Bible, they say, go away. We don't want to listen to you. They begin to speak everything. Others even throw stones. When I was planting the church in that community, I will never forget one day we were worshiping. We were worshiping. And the song was, we worshiping. We were worshiping. And somebody came with hot pee, Hot, fresh, pool. through hot, fresh, Through his eyes, we were worshiping. You know, our churches are not like so close buildings like yours. Mm-hmm. So, so, through that, that papyrus, somebody threw. Ah, and I felt it on my face. Ah. Ah. I tell you, it's not easy. Don't think that the people will tell you, come and preach to us. They will always try to resist. But you have to share. Always look for an opportunity. Always seek for an opportunity to share the gospel. In good times and bad times. Share. give, Talk about Christ. I tell you, God is expecting every one of us to win somebody for Christ. I tell you, if we all get involved in sharing the gospel, this church is too small for us. If we bring somebody, if you begin to pray for one person and you say in the month of June or in the month of December, I'll bring one new person in the church. Every one of you, you purpose it every Sunday to bring one new person and you decide for that person. I tell you, in a few years to come, we will have nowhere way to see We'll be looking for a bigger auditorium. And that is what God wants. Because God wants every church to grow. Wants every church to expand. And who is going to do that? It is you. Preaching the gospel is not the work of pastors. It is the work of every believer. Tell your friend, it is my job. Yeah. <laughs> Speak it louder. It is my job. It's my job. Sharing the gospel is your job. The pastor's work is to come here and service you. Like right now, as I'm preaching, I'm changing your oil, the old oil, and I'm putting on a new oil in you so that you go out there and preach and share the gospel. It is your responsibility. They witnessed. The word of their testimony overcame the devil. We cannot... It, Australia, we cannot change this nation. We cannot overtake this nation without the preaching of the gospel. The church must rise up and preach the gospel. We must rise up. We must not be, you know, subdued. We should not fear that the law of Australia doesn't allow us to preach. We need to wake up to stand, rise on our feet, and we preach. Paul said wow unto me if I don't preach that gospel. This great apostle this great apostle who nearly wrote three parts of the Bible of the New Testament (coughs) on whom the whole theology of the the church today is based. You can't talk about theology in church and you don't refer to to the wisdom of Paul. This man who was so intelligent and so wise, filled with the Lord of power, is the one saying, wow, unto me, if I don't preach the gospel. So that means the gospel is a must for every believer. Yes, preaching the gospel is your daily work. It's an assignment. It's for every man. Every woman. <laughs> you don't tell me I don't have the gift of preaching. You have it. You can share with somebody. You can share your the gospel in love in simple words. Use the internet. Use whatever you have. As you chat with people, put on a preaching word. Go live on Facebook and preach. And people hear you tell them this morning. I have David. I am coming to you You as you listen to me preaching to you. Jesus wants you. Jesus, you know, you share what you believe. (laughs) There was a man in our area. He was very shy. God was putting it on on his heart to preach the gospel. But he was very shy. And because he was shy and feared people, he went in the forest, one of the bushes in our country. And he started to preach in the bush. (laughs) You people, God wants you to preach. And he made an outer call. And in the forest, there was a man who was going to commit suicide. And as he was there listening to this man preaching, he changed his mind and said, I'm not going to commit suicide. And he gave his life to Jesus when that man made an altar call in the bushes. He was seeing that he's trying to ease the burden that was on him, preaching to the to the trees and the bushes that were not listening, but there was somebody inside there. And after that, he directed the people if you've given your life to Jesus, our church is on this village. Please come on Sunday. Our service is the car. He was trying to practice what he could do on real human. And ladies and gentlemen, the following Sunday, a man came, cried, when it was time for testimony. He said, I have a testimony. Yesterday there was a man preaching from this church. And I was in a forest. I was about to hang myself to commit suicide. But when this man preached, I decided to give my life to Jesus. And he said, he directed us to church. that's why I'm here. And this man, the scared preacher was shaking. <laughs> I tell you, never underestimate the power of the gospel in your mouth. It's like fire in the devil's kingdom. When you speak the gospel, it is fire. Never, never undermine and underestimate, underestimate the power of the gospel in your mouth. In your lips, in your mouth. It always carries power. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And number three, lastly, very important. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, weapon number one, and by the word of their testimony that is sharing the gospel. Number three, very, very important. And they did not love their lives to that day they did not love their lives to death. They did not love their lives to death. Ladies and gentlemen, another weapon that will help you to overcome is to let down your life for Christ. To give your life to Jesus fully. To be ready to do whatever God tells you. To go wherever God tells you to go. To preach where God wants you to preach. You need to be ready in your life to lay down your life for Jesus. That is getting ready to add value on a certain individual in this world. You begin to desire to make a difference in life. That is laying down their. Life. They never loved their lives till death, to the death. They were ready to die for the gospel. They are ready to take the gospel wherever the Lord wants them to go, to preach the gospel at all costs, to share the love of Jesus, to do the will of God i remember a few years ago god told me jonah stop embarking on unauthorized projects in other words stop doing things that i am not calling you to do sometimes we are busy doing this and this and we don't do the will of god there are people here whom god is calling to preach others god is calling to pray There are certain behaviors. You are still in those behaviors. And every day of your life, you hear in your thoughts, the Spirit of the Lord is talking to you, telling you, my son, drop this, stop this, and you're still continuing with it. They did not love their life till death. They denied their life. There was self-denial in their lives. In other words, They gave everything to Jesus. I tell you, when you reach that level of self denial, of laying down your life for Jesus, you do whatever He tells you to do. I remember I was staying in one room. I'll never forget that. And God told me, Jonah, give me everything you have in your house. Give me everything. I had one room, there was a black and white, small TV, a a radio cassette, a mattress, and a bed. And God told and a blanket. And God told me, give out everything. And remember, I was asking God, use me. I want to see miracles. I want to see the death open. Because if God has never got your wallet, he has never got your heart. Pray. If God has never got your wallet, he has never got your heart. Because where your money is, that's where your heart is. Very sorry to hear that from an African preacher. (laughs) (laughs) So, I started giving out one thing, one by one my bed, my black and white TV, my blanket. And I was crying. When I gave out my red cassette, I cried. I hated the room which I was living in. I never wanted to sleep there anymore. I, I never wanted to rent it anymore. And then they invited me to Soga to preach. In the village there, there was a literal a, 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 a little, a Pentecostal church with a few people, around 15, 30 people. And as I was preaching there, I, I was praying for the people on Saturday. There came there came a woman. She was deaf. I didn't know. She couldn't hear. And I also was praying for the people. I never even prayed for a situation. But I prayed in the name of Jesus, be healed. And you know what? Her ears opened for the first time. Wow! They opened for the first time. And that church, she was going in one of the American churches, but she had come in the seminar. And she went back and about a hundred people left the American church and came in this Pentecostal church. (laughs) And the church grew to this day in the village with many people. Now, how did it happen? I became obedient. I laid down because I wanted God to work through me. I gave out. This is what I'm telling you. If you want to lay down your life, you give out your talent to God. You allow Jesus to use what you have. Everything God has given us is for serving Him. And then we shall see God at work. Let me wind up with this and we pray. On this trip, when I was coming, God put it on my heart to go to Samoa. I'll share with you a recent thing. And when I went, and when I booked the ticket in Uganda, it was about $10,000 to go to Samoa. Very hard for me. $10,000 US dollars, it was impossible. I couldn't pay that. So I decided I fly into Australia. And when I fly to Australia, then I bought a cheaper ticket. For just 1700 you know, Australian dollars. $1,760. And I went to Samoa. I had no host. I knew nobody there, but I entered. The following day, I met, I came near, I met a church, and this was the Brethren Church. The Brethren Church, very different from our Pentecostal churches. And we shared, and the pastor told me, on Sunday we'll give you an opportunity to preach. But in this church you must know you don't speak in tongues. And your gimmicks of praying for people laying hands is not here. (coughs) It's unacceptable here. And I said yes. And then on Sunday I started to preach. And I made an altar call. About three quarters came who wanted to serve God. And when they came forward the pastor's wife was the first to speak in other tongues. <laughs> yeah. Then another woman in the congregation. Then another gentleman. I also said, I've been waiting for so long, I also started speaking in other tongues. <laughs> After the end of the service, the pastor told me, We need this here. Oh, well. yeah, come on. Because I laid down my heart, my life, and went to the unknown. went where? came out of my comfort zone, I started experiencing God in my life. When you begin to go, you come out of your comfort zones. You step out for Jesus. You begin to do things you are not used to doing. Sometimes you fast. Sometimes you pray all night. Sometimes you come out in the church. You begin to do what you could not do before. I tell you this, your life begins to change, and you'll begin to see God at work in your life. Australia, let me tell you, we need to wake up as a church, because there is a wave of miracles, signs and wonders, which is about to be poured on this country. God is raising the church out of the church. These are people God is raising that are going to be 100% sold out from God. People that are going to carry the flame who are saying, I'll preach at any cost. I'll go wherever God wants me to go. I'll do whatever God wants me to do. I'll give whatever God tells me to give. They have a covenant with God. Hallelujah. Ready to serve God in good times and bad times ready to apply these three reports, the blood of Jesus, sharing of the gospel, and laying down our lives for Jesus. I don't know about you, but maybe you are here you are saying, Jonah, I want to take this opportunity. I want to begin to apply one of these points." If you we are in that category and you are saying you want to start applying this year, the, 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 this. This weapon. Because the blood of Jesus has protection. I was preaching in one of the crusades in Uganda. It was a small crusade, about a thousand people that was. And when it was time for altar call, a woman came and broke through the congregation. She had a big sword and it was a bit shiny. And she was coming and a shelter, the blood of Jesus has power. Let me tell you, the blood of Jesus protects us. When you sit in your car, always call upon the blood of Jesus. When you sleep, when your wife travels, when your children are going to school, <laughs> call upon the protection, ask the blood of Jesus to protect your children. Put a shake of the blood of Jesus yeah. around them. So as this woman was coming, as she came near me, she was knocked down. Boom. By the power of the blood. And when she fell down, you know what happened? Something happened. She put her chest down, the hands up like this on the legs, and this, it was only this rotating like a fan. Oh. Well. This was real. With my physical eyes. And she was blowing dust and dust was moving up. And I shouted in the name of Jesus, be free! And you know what? This woman was delivered. After which she came and told me, she told the ushers, I was sent to kill that pastor. Because he's always preaching about us. He's so, he's ever talking about Jesus. So we were sent to kill him. And you know what? She said, but there was blood all around him. When I tried to pass through this blood, power knocked me down, and I became powerless. I tell you, believers, there is something you have which you don't even know that you have it. And this is the blood of Jesus. It is for every believer. It protects you. It keeps you. It protects you from witchcraft, from curses, from every sort of of disease. There is that protection around you. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I have met people that have been getting involved in accidents and they see it is terrible. And they say, in the name of Jesus, we call upon the blood of Jesus. And suddenly, they come, out, they come out free. 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 There is power in the blood. So even tonight, even today, this morning, you can apply the blood in your life. And if you are saying, Brother Jonah, Pastor Jonah, I want to apply these weapons. I want to believe in the power of the blood, to always apply the blood, to believe in the protection of the blood. And you're also saying, I want to be a witness. I want to share my faith with other people. I'll speak it whether they like it or not. I don't care inconveniencing them. And maybe you are saying, I want to lay down everything.